Feminine, a podcast about knitting, spinning, and dyeing, and other crafts in Mid-America. Hi, I'm Sherry. And I'm Tamara. Thank you for listening. We're recording on December 3rd, and today's episode is wrapping up 2020. What are you working on? Okay, so my current stuff, the thing I'm working on right now, I'm going to set it down. It's the second boot cuff, because I'm trying to avoid the second sock syndrome so second Mm -hmm. boot syndrome it's uh can you see my smocked top boot cuffs i don't know if the lights see it oh i can really see it now it's a a dark color dark navy and it has smock up at the top that's really cool yeah and it's kind of wavy and um this is another designer's pattern i have four of them that i picked to talk about in the threads of the gift along right now the sale portion is over, but the knitting portion, the knit along and the chats keep going until the end of December. And I almost never make time to do other people's stuff. So this year I'm making time. And so this one is called Smock Tops. And I actually wrote down who it's by. I just got to find it here. Uh, knitting the Natural Way. And it's a blue green Barocco vintage from Deep, 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 Deep Stash, which I am uh-huh. never going to, never going to match. I've just started the second one and it's I'm starting to hope that I don't run out. It may turn into yarn chicken. So what are you Uh working on right now? I am working on a hat of my own design. So it's the same idea that I started the year out with, where if you cast on nine stitches at the top and increase out to match your gauge, keep on knitting into a tube, and then once it reaches, I don't know, enough that it can... um, I'll knit another hat top and then I will stuff the two hat tops together and sew them so that it's a double thickness hat. And the goal is to make it so it's long enough that not only is it double thickness, it will cuff up around the ears, making four layers around the ears. This time I'm doing it out of sock yarn. Not Mm -hmm. even sock yarn held double, just straight up sock yarn. It is... Very simple, round and round knitting with the same number of stitches as like a uh, sweater out of Aran weight. So it's so many <laughs> stitches around. So many stitches. I like your sock yarn. It's a nice, it's a white and black. Yes, it is working out excellent now. You can probably hear Ryan in the background. We're doing an evening podcast this time instead of a morning one. And he's already been good for nine hours for my work shifts, and he's tired of being good. He's in his crate ripping apart a pillow. Oh, no, no. Yeah. Okay, so I have other stuff to talk about that I've, um, working on. Uh-huh. Another one that, that I picked from a different designer is called Yippie Kaye, and again, it's a boot cuff, and I don't know if you can see this, but it's Malabrigo Arroyo. That's their DK I weights. I love Malabrigo Arroyo. I do, too. It's pretty. It, it would be pretty no matter what I did, but there's a nice little texture pattern there at the top of the boot cuff where it'll poke uh-huh. out, and I finished one of these, and I haven't cast on the other one of those yet. What color is that? Do you remember? It's called Archangel. Um, and it's yeah. really pretty. It's got like pinks and oranges, which I like, and tans and purples, and then a light purple. It's a it's a nice color. And you know, I don't think I was ever going to design anything out of it because it just doesn't speak to me that way. But as soon as I was looking for yarn to knit somebody else's design, I'm like, oh, that's pretty. <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. I had wondered because I recognized that color. I have a whole sweater whip from years ago when we went to the yarn store in Topeka and I bought that sweater's worth. Mm -hmm. That sweater is almost finished, but never got finished because 
the texture pattern on the sleeves wasn't working out and I've just decided I'm going to rip the whole thing out so I can knit again in a different sweater, probably a cardigan, out of that color. So that yeah, it's, but I love that yarn and I love that color. Yeah, it's really pretty. And again, it's not something that I would have designed out of, but I really like the finished little boot cuffs, so that's good. Uh -huh. And then I actually do have a hat to show you, although it doesn't look like much yet. Um, another one of the other designers' patterns that I'm knitting on is a hat, and so far I'm just to the ribbing. But I'm excited about this yarn. I told you a while back, I listened, well, you listened to it. I read Vanishing Fleece, and they were talking about mm -hmm. the U.S. wool market and supporting it. And so when I saw this German town by Kelborn Woolens, I snatched up a ball of it. And you can see it's, I mean, it's just wool. Oh, yeah. You can't really see much in the picture. It's a pretty kind of rosy red color. But I'm liking the feel of it. I like the twist on it, and it's already soft, and I haven't even washed it. It's just out of the ball. So once mm -hmm. I've washed it and let it, you know, block, let the hat block and dry, I think this will be a really cozy hat. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm working on other things, too. The last episode, I said that as soon as we got off, I was going to order beads to start a shawl. Yeah. Right here is... Might be because of COVID, I didn't want to go out around to bead stores to find Japanese seed beads. And because I was ordering online, I'm so picky with colors. And to get the free shipping, I ordered <laughs> six different colors. And it's a good thing I did because my first two choices I did not like with the yarn. But with six different colors, I definitely got one that... I would have guessed that was more than six colors. That's a good whack of beads. You should be able to do several projects with those. Well, it's because a shawl takes like 700 beads. So that's three to five... Okay, that's a lot. Yeah. Three to five little containers. But yes, this is... I'll shake it. This is a, it's a lot, lot of beads. <laughs> um, so which color did you like best out of all the, what, uh, those? Here is the shawl. And it is that cranberry red mystery yarn, the yarn that Ryan ripped the label off as soon as I got it home. Yeah, but that's it's really pretty, the shawl thread. with the lace, yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I got two different colored iridescent beads, black iridescent beads, they're called iris, and one was a plum iris. And I am always suckered by the color plum. It always photographs so beautifully. And then I get it in person and I never like it. It's like code word for color that Sherry thinks she's going to like and then never likes. Uh, but then I also got some blue iris and I decided that I would just dump them together so I wouldn't be stuck with the beads that I didn't like. And mixing them together, I think, is working out perfectly. Yeah, that's, that's really pretty. What's the pattern again? The pattern is Boo Knits Out of Darkness. You can't really uh -huh. see it yet. It's like the ramen noodles section of it. Right. But there is something I got to tell you. There is no garter stitch in it anywhere. Not the way the pattern's written, but the way I am knitting it. You sound very happy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very smug because uh, last spring you were looking for edgings to do without any garter stitch. Mm -hmm. and it only took me 18 hours of swatching but I got it so well, good that's exciting <laughs> I'm not going to tell you about it yet I might at some point but right now I'm just feeling smug and also also protective of my 18 I stopped counting at 18 hours I can't promise it was longer 
of swatching and there is a downside by not having any garter stitch in it it doesn't have the garter stitch tab so it mm -hmm. has that little that has that little camel back hump that looks at like the very it's back of the neck yeah the very back of the neck it looks like it's going to block out fine and I've come up with three other ideas now that this is in progress on how to do a not a tab cast on at all I think even a better cast on that potentially will get that rid of that and oh and another reason that I'm not going to tell you right now is also because I haven't blocked it yet I am not positive that the edge that I have instead of the garter stitch edge is going to not roll like crazy. I'm excited like to hear won't... about it later. Yeah. 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 You're going to have to bribe me. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I was going someplace different with that, although I'm very happy and smug about it. Right. The reason I did it was not really because of our conversation, but because the wonderful edge that she does have in it increases on knit rows and purl rows both. Mm -hmm. Doing this while watching TV, I was always forgetting the purl rows, the increases on the purl rows on the edging. So I had to figure out a replacement edging where I could do all of my increases just on the knit side so that I could purl back without having to think since my thinking was obviously broken. And that's the first couple of hours I did have a garter stitch edging on it while I was trying these other increases to make it the same shape as her pattern. And mm -hmm. then finally I was like, I don't think those are doing anything with the, what I've done with the increases. I feel like they are they're like pointless. So I did some swatching without it. I did a few more tweaks and then that's where I finally came up with this. That is the big project I am working on right now. But I have a whole bunch of little projects because lace shawls on a really good night, I can do four rows in a night. And I don't mean four rows takes me all of my knitting time. I mean, after four rows, I'm finished because, right. yeah. Do you have more projects on the needles you want to talk about or should I keep going? Well, I mean, I have a couple of things on the needles, but I wasn't going to talk about them just very long. I was just going to say that T design that I talked about before is still moving along. And I've done some work on that new cowl design we talked about and the shawls going, but then everything else I have is finished. So you should go ahead and talk and then I'll do my finished after. Okay. One of the hats I finished, and I am saving this for the body of the show where we talk about the hats of 2020. But I'm going to show it to you right now, made out of Farmer's Daughter's um, squish worsted. Uh-huh, yeah. So it's a beautiful cabled hat, and it needed to be a set with a cowl. I am knitting your saltwater taffy cowl oh, out cool. of the same yarn to go with this hat. And that is going very, very well. Also on the needles right now is this hat. This hat right here. Uh-huh. I see it. That's actually a color I think both of us must might like. It's a blue green, but it's muted enough. I think you like it. I mean you're knitting yeah. with it. And I yes. like it too. I I think there's very few greens that we both like. Yes. Well that's because this rose over into the turquoise section. If it was more green, I would be less likely to like it. But in the sunlight, right now it's very sage. But in the sunlight it's a little bit more aqua. But it's a stash yarn, a discontinued yarn, but it's by mm -hmm. Classic Elite. I love Classic Elite yarns. And it's a merino yak blend. The merino is dyed colors, and the black is a natural gray. So it's mm -hmm. a beautiful heather. Oh, I love yak yarn, too. I have 
yarn. <laughs> but Yak is so soft, and this is so soft, and it's so bouncy. And this is your Rosalind hat oh, pattern. Yeah. I didn't actually recognize it yet. <laughs> yeah, because it's only three Just inches finished. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And this is pretty much a real-life swatch because what I did was I pulled out this yarn and said I wanted to cast it on, and I knew I wanted it to be a hat cow set. And I also knew it wanted to be cables because it is so tightly, it's a hundred strands, not literally a hundred strands, but you know, a whole bunch of strands that are very tightly plied together. So it has a lot of elasticity bounce to it. Mm-hmm. I knew cables were going to pop in it. The thing is though, it's DK weight. I went to a Ravelry search and I sorted through hats and I sorted through cables and pretty much the... All of them that came up within my search was your hats uh, because you almost exclusively do cabled when it comes to hats. The problem is, though, is this is DK weight yarn and your hats are worsted and Aran weight. But I looked at every pattern and this one was 22 stitches. I was like, "Ah, this cage will be 22 stitches if I ignore the cables pulling in. So I decided (laughs) it was worth trying. It was also nice because you had the different sizes where mm-hmm. I could choose the different cast-on numbers. So I chose a size larger than I normally would. Oh, good. Would. I was going to say that's a good idea. Uh-huh. Yeah. But even so, right now, I keep on stretching and I was like, is it going to block out big enough? Is it going to block out big enough? You have like two and a half inches on it. Can you put it on your head without it coming off the needle and see? No, I've tried. No. See, it's like a little so you have to put it on. Head. No, you're right. You have to put it on two needles. <laughs> Once I get more done. Yeah, you definitely should. I'm in that hole. Oh, it's going to block out fine. Uh-huh. If it was different yarn, I could just keep going and it would be a child hat. Not, not a toddler, not a teen, but, you know, like a seven or eight year old person's hat. So it was too mm-hmm. small for me because I have very flat hair. Uh Woman's regular size head, but very flat hair. So I can wear the teenage size hats usually. Mm -hmm. But if this comes out too small, I need this yarn back. I will be ripping it. I still think that I'll be able to block it. And first off, I think it's going to be the right size. And second off, it's not the right size. I think I can block it the right size. Okay. And then then if that doesn't work, I will rip it out and um, choose a different yarn for this pattern. Or there's still one size to go. There's still the biggest size I could cast on with the most numbers. Right. So once I get four inches, I'll take it off the needles and I'll do all of that. I won't wait till the hat's completely finished. Good. Yeah, that's a, that's the good A idea. life-size swatch. Mm-hmm. And that is actually all I'm knitting. Now we're on to what I finished. Why don't you go? Okay, so one of my first ones I was going to say is that the saltwater taffy cowl is released. So that's yeah. exciting that you're knitting it. Um, I should have let you go first. But that's go okay. ahead and talk about that. I was just going to say the testers actually finished a while back, but I had other deadlines. And so I released it on the original deadline for the test net. But they all got done like six weeks early. It was amazing. Uh-huh. It's about 24 inches around and it's cables and... It looks like I made the cables to remind me of the shape of saltwater taffy. When you pull it and then you Mm -hmm. wrap it and twist it. I had fun doing that one. It's cozy and warm. I tried to do a holiday cowl every year and that that was the one I did this year. Um, And in the process of it, I think we're going to, I'm 
I'm sure, actually. I'm not thinking about it. We're going to start making saltwater taffy as a holiday tradition for our house. Uh huh. I'll talk about that a little bit more later. So that one's done. And then the Sweet Clover Cal is also released since the last time we talked. So that's two. I'm actually going to jump in. The reason why your testers finished that one six weeks early is because it's so much fun to knit. It's like potato chips. You just keep going until it is finished. That's great to hear. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Exciting, but simple enough. Yeah, it's, they are simple. It's just real simple little cables and increases and decreases. Thank you for saying that's really great to hear. Uh-huh. I told him, I'm like, you guys are amazing. You finish so fast. <laughs> Yeah, that was fun. And then I finished other things. Just I finished that top-down sweater I kept showing you. Uh-huh. It's done, and it's actually washed and blocked, and it's ready for photos, and I'm working on pattern edits. So that one's done, done, done. So that's awesome. And then I finished my sherry pullover that I've been making, the replacement oh, yeah. winter hiking sweater. I finished that one. And I had extra yarn, so I made myself a really quick little Judy ponytail hat. That's my free Judy ponytail hat. So I finished that. And I think that's all. That's a lot to finish, though. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been a month since we last recorded, and it has been a busy month. I've, like, done nothing but knit, I guess. Yeah. So I didn't say anything about either of the yarns. The Sherry Pullover and the Hat were out of Valley Yarns Amherst. That's their... Uh-huh. Um, four and a half stitches per inch wool um, from webs and it's a color that I love called harvest gold and it's getting colder here but it still feels sort of fall like I think I've really been enjoying that and then the sweater I've given it a name the top down cabled sweater that I've mm-hmm. finished I'm calling it the beach glass sweater because oh, okay. the cables in the middle remind me of baubles and like I've been calling that in my head the entire time I didn't want to give it a name until it was actually knit you know it feels like bad luck I don't know. But the cables remind me of like glass baubles that you would pick up on a beach. And then also when I was looking at beach glass, just I was interested a while back, um, the color teal or a blue color along those lines, any kind of blue beach glass that you find is rare and it, it, antique, like more than likely it's a hundred years old at the, at the youngest. Anyways, I thought that was interesting. So. Hmm. And that one's out of Nitpicks Gloss DK in the teal color called Kenai, which has to be named for the Kenai Peninsula in Alaska. So, uh-huh. yeah. All right. So you, what do you got? I finished those rainbow socks that I've been talking about for ever. I want to say nine months, but I'm <laughs> not sure it's actually been that long. Those are finally done, done, done. That means that this year I have knit a total of two pairs of socks, which is not very many for me. I was going to say, that's a lot. I mean, compared to me, because <laughs> I'm at like a 0.2 per, per year for the last many years. <laughs> but yeah, you do knit more socks than I do. I do. I They're the only socks I wear. And then I finished a whole whack of hats Thanksgiving weekend that I was going to talk about in the hat section, which I think we are ready for, unless you have more finished objects. No, I'm done with all that. Do you want to jump straight to the hat section? I do. Okay. 
I thought we would talk about like what we learned this year with hats and, you know, what we'd sort of done with hats without going, without my going through every pattern I knit again, because that was my first thought. And then I started gathering links and I was like, yeah, no, I'm just going to talk about the ones that I've not yet talked about on the podcast. And then the others, you can see the photos on the Ravelry thread and it just occurred to me that I've fallen way behind posting an Instagram so that I'm going to start posting them on Instagram so people can see it. But the first one that I just finished recently and this is the one that I did that's going to go with the saltwater taffy cow uh -huh. and this one is for Leia by Art by Takero. I don't think this was in the pattern but it's something that I like to do with a lot of my hats, which is rib brim that I then fold and then knit them together before I start the hat. Mm -hmm. Other people have done it too. So it possibly was something that was an option in the pattern because on her first pattern page, the first one is just a regular ribbed brim. The second photo is a cuffed brim. And then the third photo is the type of brim I did where it's knitted together. But mm -hmm. I did the brim part of this like back in September, so I don't even remember. <laughs> but it has these really big cables that then have little woven bits in the crossing. And that mm -hmm. was surprisingly challenging to do because I just thought it'd be like, oh, that looks like three stitches over here and three stitches over there. But no, it moves over like two stitches at a time to end up mm -hmm. looking like three stitches. And mm -hmm. that surprised me. I don't do enough cables to know that that was a normal thing. Mm -hmm. There we go. Yeah, that one's pretty. Thank you. I quite like it. This is going to be, this is going to be, I think my main set that I'm going to wear with my coat. Yes, because it's cream colored with hot pink and uh, vibrant purple speckles. It is right. going to go with my purple coat, which is my main coat. And then it will also go with my black dress coat. Yeah, it's going to look good with every coat I own. That yarn looks like peppermint ice cream to me. That every time I see it, I yes. think, oh, I want to go get some peppermint ice cream because of the little bits. Yes. Yeah. You had me pick out the yarn when you were thinking about the saltwater taffy mm -hmm. cowl. This is the yarn I wanted to send you. However, I didn't think you would be happy with the purple flex in it. So mm -hmm. I chose the yarn I chose instead. But I thought you would really like the yarn base because it's uh, denser and springier and mm -hmm. it cables so nicely. Well, that's good to hear because I ordered some. <laughs> <laughs> she had her, um, the your local yarn shop, because I don't have one, um, she had a sale over the weekend and I thought that's local enough. I'm shopping local and I'm ordering some yarn. So uh -huh. I, yeah, it's not here yet, but I ordered it. Excellent. Okay. Well, we will have to talk about that yarn at some point after you've already knit it. Okay. I really do like the one that you picked, though. So you did good. Thank you very good. much for doing that. Okay, so next. This is that Katmandu Queensland Katmandu mm -hmm. yarn you gave me for my birthday. Mm-hmm. Yes. I actually started one of your hats out of this, your botany hat. Mm -hmm. Is that what it's called? Botanist, yeah. Uh -huh. Botanist hat. However, I did not like the way this yarn cabled. Mm -hmm. I think it would have been fine for just like two over two cables or three over three cables, but your cable that is um, 
it's viney Embossed it, it wanders and viney. around yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah we're both here making our hands go in viney wandering <laughs> things it did not show up at all i ripped it out and i just made up a hat and i did a folded brim where it's knitted together again but this time it's not ribbing the brim is solid and then when i get to the body of the hat i did the body of the hat in one one rib and i just made this up as i went along and i'm very pleased with it yeah, it's pretty. And the color is like a really vibrant, it looks uh, turquoise from here. I can't so remember bright. if it was a turquoise or, or oh, a yeah. teal, but it's really pretty. It's so. a very vivid turquoise. And then it's heathered with black threads throughout mm-hmm. it. It's a very pretty. And I love it and I want to keep it. I might end up giving it away because it's such a good hat to give away, but the color is so good on me, I might keep it. Yeah, it it is nice. You just put it on and it's pretty. (laughs) Yes. So it's very simple and I'm very pleased. And um, I just You could get that away though. Like if you had guys you needed to give a hat to, you could that would even go for a guy. It could go either. And then the last hat that I just finished was another one that this one is a guy's hat because it is huge. I need I I sat down and I counted up the hats I had for the year. And at uh, that point, this was like uh, two weeks ago, and I was at 10. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, no, <laughs> the halfway <laughs> with a month left. My mom had given me some Lions brand Thick and Quick, which is uh-huh. a bulky yarn. So this hat is 46 stitches. And again, it has that folded knitted together brim, and it's not yeah. ribbing. The brim is just stockinette. And then on top of that, I did a garter stitch and knit stitch pattern in little wedges and it took an afternoon yeah it took a little bit longer than I would have thought for 46 stitches because it's I needed size 11 needles for it Mm -hmm. but it was also super quick it'd be like oop, I'm back around the other row oop, I'm back around the other row again yeah quite pleased with that bulky hats are very big and thick I mean of course they are this is like 80 or 90 ounces and it's huge You'll just have to go look at the photos to see the difference on it. But, and this is man size, not just man size, but large man, like for my brother. Right. It is very big and so warm. The folded brim, mm-hmm. I swear that's half an inch thick. That is at oh, least wow. half an inch thick. Yeah. Yep. This one I think will go, I said for my brother, but I actually think this will go into donation box because I knit for my brother. So after this, I was going to go on, like, what did I learn about hats this year? However, I've been babbling on with the three I just finished. Why don't you go with what you wanted to cover in this section? Okay, I was just going to do a total of how many I've done this year. And I feel sort of like it's cheating because it it sounds like a high number, but here's where the the cheating part comes in. I did the Rosalind hat this year, and that's a hat in six sizes. And so... Mm -hmm. That counts as six because I knit all six sample sizes, but it feels a little bit like cheating because it was easy because once you did one or two hats, you just keep doing the others. And then also I did the hot chocolate hat this year and that's in five sizes. And so that's another five. So now we're to 11 already, right? Uh I don't know. It feels a little bit like cheating. But then on top of that, I have started really liking ponytail hats. I haven't gotten my hair cut since the Safer at Home started in March, which means it's getting long. And turns out I like long hair, but 
sometimes you just got to have it in a ponytail. And mm-hmm. I really like ponytail hats this year. So I made a hot chocolate hat in a ponytail version. And then I made a new Judy hat. I mentioned that earlier. Mm-hmm. And I'm liking both of those. And I actually think I'm going to go looking for more patterns because I, I really enjoy wearing them. And I like having different ones to pick from. And then I have another hack. It's called the Parade Hat. And that one originally published in Interweave, but rights are back to me. And I'm getting ready to release that one. And so I did three and that of that one, three different sizes of that one. And then I have another, another one that's ready for January release or mm-hmm. test knitting in January, which is three sizes. So like all of that adds up to 19. I'm I'm close. <laughs> you are so close. You just need but to But it's really just more. a handful. Yeah, it's really just a handful of different patterns. And actually, I showed you this yarn uh, and that it was just the beginning ribbing of a hat that I'm knitting a, another designer's pattern. Mm-hmm. That one is the Escape the Rain hat, and that one's by Helen Kennedy. So I think I will get that done because part of the gift along is chatting and kind of just having conversations. And it helps out another designer if I actually show progress on their project instead of just mm-hmm. saying, sign me up, you know. So I, I will try pretty hard to finish that one. Anyways, that's 19 that I knit and two that I released, two patterns that I released that are hat patterns. And I have two that are ready for, er, yeah. Was the botanical hat not this year? No, that was last year. Okay. Okay. Now I keep getting your hats wrong. Okay. Well, and actually Rosalind and botanist look similar because one of them, the botanist hat is written with similar viney um, cables, but it's written... It's as just a single set of stitches and you do it a different length in different weights of yarn. So like you could knit the baby one from fingering weight and you could knit the biggest adult one from bulky weight. And that's how I started writing hat patterns. Turns out I don't like that near as well as doing the work to write them all at a worsted weight and then just give different numbers of stitches and stuff. Mm-hmm. But And because I seem to be incapable of going and getting the correct yarn for the pattern, I actually appreciate that because that's the way I, reason I was able to use the DK weight yarn, even though the pattern is not actually DK weight because I was able to cast on a larger size. Of course, yeah. it is less likely to turn out as we already discussed. <laughs> so, I guess that's something I've, I guess that. that's something I've, I've learned about hats this year is when I, when it comes to designing, I used to think this is great. This is just a single pattern and people can choose the weight of the yarn. But first off, that's hard to list as a designer on the back end in Ravelry. And second uh-huh. off, I think it's confusing sometimes. Um, so I do have some patterns like that and I, I love them. They're good patterns, but the new way I like to do it is uh, I pick a worsted weight and I make the thing fit five or six different or three, depending, um, different ha- different head sizes just by stitch counts and repeats. And What about, did you have more to say about hats? I do. Okay. And I actually just pulled up your patterns too. I do want to say that I don't think the botanist hat cable and the Roslyn cable are too similar because the botanist hat cable, it starts with um, large viney circle cables that then get smaller and smaller and they're symmetrical, while the Roslyn, they lean off to the right and then they lean off to the left. Because it reminds me of the right. Well, and named Roslyn for the lady that helped 
move forward by large leap the study of DNA because it looks uh-huh. like it reminds me of DNA. Yeah. Yeah. So I was just going to go, wait, I don't think they're very similar at all, unless you just want to say a keyboard hat is similar to a different keyboard hat. I was going to do a little bit about what I learned this year doing 20 hats when I need to just sit down and knit for the fun of knitting, like the meditation type, doing Mm -hmm. a hat and making it up as I go is the best project for that. All I need to know is my favorite cast on number and then two or three different ways to do crown decreases. And then I can throw anything I want in that center section. I suppose cowls would be even better than this, but um, I like having gift baskets and hats are the most universally appreciated in a, a gift basket. And when I say a gift basket, I mean a basket full of knitwear to pass around at when people come over or to donate to homeless shelters or church donations or the food bank. There's always hat drives available. So that means that I can find homes for them. That is one thing I really enjoyed. The other thing I really enjoyed was being able to go to my um, scrap shoe box. And I have a large stash, but my scraps always fit into two shoe boxes. And the reason of that is because I keep on knitting them down. Whenever they start getting too full, I go in there and I make a project. And that project is almost always hats. And scrappy hats are my favorite hats. I can't show you the other one because it's in a, a, a whip in progress bag right now. And mm-hmm. I didn't go grab it because it's in everywhere. But there's a rabbit on my head by Stephen West. I'm knitting a Mm -hmm. second one right now to use up more scraps because it uses up scraps without looking scrappy. These uh, Fair Isle or Stranded Stripes use up scraps in a very, I want to say professional, but that's not what I mean, a very polished way. Mm -hmm. And then the last thing when it's not, it's not even a thing, back to the Queensland Kathmandu hat, the bright turquoise. Mm-hmm. This hat is screaming for one of those fur pom-poms and not one of those classy fur pom-poms I've available to me in uh, here in Kansas City in an actual store, but one of those Dr. Seuss fur pom-poms that you got. It needs one of those. <laughs> what yes. color does it need? Uh, what color do you have? <laughs> <laughs> hint, hint. <laughs> I'll have to go pull them out. I'll try to send you a picture of them because I actually can't can't quite think of any that would look right. But I bet there is one in there. A black would look good. It would pick up the black of the turquoise, actually. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And I'm only being so brazen about it, you know, being before Christmas, only because you have a gazillion and I've never seen you post one on any of your projects. I'm assuming you're not using them. And I have maybe you want a home. And then if you want to hold on to them, of course, ignore me because I'm in <laughs> sassy mood tonight. But if you're looking to unload them, I would take one or two. Okay. I'll go, I'll go dig through. Okay. That is all I have about my hats, except for you gave your numbers and I have not. I am currently at 12 finished, 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 completely finished and photograph finished with seven more on the needles that I have cast on. It is. I think I'm going to make it. And these are ones that I've cast on, not just recently now, but some of them are from like in the spring. 
and all of them, they're almost finished. They're to the point where I needed the needles wouldn't meet around anymore, like halfway through the crown. So most of the time on the crowns, I do magic loop and I force my, I like to do hats on 20 inch needles instead of 16 inch needles. And mm -hmm. I'm able to, maybe that's even 22 inch needles, but I feel like they're 20. And so I'm able to magic loop. And then the last three rows are very difficult. But I just force it through. Well, these hats are either on 16 inch needles, so the cables aren't flexible enough, or the yarn or the pattern wouldn't let me to do it. So I actually need to pull out double pointed needles or pull out a long needle to do a real magic loop or a second needle to do it the way my mom does, which is two circs side by side and all of those stalled at that point, which means if I just go get the right tools, each one will probably be finished in 15 minutes, right. maybe half an hour. It's hard for me to judge time with knitting, but we're talking, we're in the last 10 rows on all of these hats. Did you see me just look at the floor? I was about to say, well, when I do my hat pattern, whenever I'm knitting on a hat, I always put the circular needle and then the double points of the same size in the bag when I start. And then I uh -huh. stared down at the ground and I thought, I didn't do that for the hat I'm knitting right now. <laughs> so I don't always do it. Just most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so do we still have time to talk a little bit about That's Entertainment? Oh, yes. and we also need to talk about posting in the thread to get the prize. That's right, we do. There is still time to knit your hats and post to win the prize. So Tamara, why don't you talk about what the prize is, and then I will talk about how to do it. Okay, it's two skeins of a very pretty purple Blue Sky Fibers wool stock. And then I'm making a mini set of three stitch markers to go along with it. Uh-huh. And it is very pretty. So post in our Ravelry thread. The, our Ravelry group is the Geminet podcast group. The thread is 20 hats in 2020. And each post with a photo is one entry into the random drawing. So if you have knit three hats... Instead of making one post with three photos, you get more chances to win if you do three photos. And of course, you don't have to do a total of 20. If you just knit one hat, that is fine. You can also tag your project GP20Hats2020. If Ravelry is something you still need to avoid, you can also tag Geminit Podcast on Instagram. And we'll include those when we do the drawing. The Last time to post anything to be counted will be December 31st. We're, we'll do the drawing another week or so out from there. Is that right? So the, um, we are going to close the thread and do the drawing on January 9th to give nine days of posting. So the rule is the hat needs to be knit in 2020, but there's okay. going to be nine, nine days to get your photos up. That makes sense because people aren't going to, you know, woohoo, it's a new year. I got to go post my hat. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. And I keep on, I need longer and longer to get stuff as the year goes on. On Instagram, use hashtag GP20Hats2020 so I can sort them out. We'll enter all of those into the drawing. Some people are already in the thread right now. It's very exciting. Yeah, that's cool. I'll post my stuff too. It won't count. So I, I may end up doing a big post picture of just all of the hats. We'll see. Yeah. After I posted mine all individually, sort of like as a, this is how you do it. 
afterwards I was like, hmm, it would be easier to filter out mine to not give me a prize because I also am not eligible if I had just done it in a single post. But <laughs> but it's fun to show all the hats, so I'll have yes, to go look at it. I've, I've gotten sidetracked and haven't done that for a while. Okay, so is that everything for that? Yes, it is. Okay. On TV, I've discovered BBC Best Home Cooks. On It's on Hulu, and on Hulu is called Britain's Best Home Cooks. So Mary Berry from the Great British Baking Show, mm-hmm. she was a judge the first three seasons. She's right, yeah. a judge on this with two other celebrity judges, and they, it's it's like the Great British Baking Show, and that is very sweet and very gentle, and it's not like it because they do some baking, but mostly cooking actual food, like hamburgers and spare ribs and Asian soups and things like that. It's broken down into three parts. One is something that they've got to practice at home. They know the theme, like the first show, the theme is hamburgers. So they Mm -hmm. all come in and they make hamburgers in two sides to go with it. After they do that, the winner of that gets to choose option A or option B, and that will be an ingredient. And the next day, everybody makes a dish with that ingredient. Like uh, they can choose in between nuts or berries or something like that. And then the next day, everybody bake something from that ingredient, not using a recipe. Although they did get to research recipes overnight, mm-hmm. but they're in their next day without a recipe. And then they choose losers from that, two to five or whatever, that do a bake-off from a recipe. But unlike the Great British Baking Show, where the recipe is like leaving out how to do stuff, they'll just say make pie crust. This recipe gives them step-by-steps and exactly how to do it. So it sets them up for success that way. However, if it calls for two eggs, they only get two eggs. So mm-hmm. on the other show, you'll see people throw things away and start all over. This one, if you mess up, you do not have the ingredients to start over. It was very fun and very gentle, and I really enjoyed it. Season one is better than season two, and as far as I know, there's only two seasons. But I strongly recommend season one. Okay, I'll have to go look for it. The next thing is, is I saw a movie also on Hulu that I really, really enjoyed called Palm Springs. It's made for Hulu. I swear for a second, I saw it on Amazon Prime and I Googled it and it said only available on Hulu, only available on Amazon Prime. But then I went into Amazon Prime and if they ever had it, it is not there now. So only on Hulu. Mm. More information than you need. (laughs) It is a time loop movie. So uh, the main character is Andy Samberg, who I find very funny, and his name is Niles, and he goes to a wedding. He doesn't even know the people. His girlfriend is the family member or something like that. So he's like drug as a plus one to this wedding and ends up living this day over and over and over again. Hmm. It's all about him and Sarah, the maid of honor meeting. And uh, hijinks ensue. I don't think I can talk about it without spoiling it. Well, I think your boys are old enough to watch it if you have access to it. I do not recommend watching it with your boys. I would be incredibly embarrassed to watch it with my parents. Might be rated R. Don't look at it. I'm single. I live by myself. I am old. Mm -hmm. I can watch what I want. 
But there are many scenes that are suggestive enough. Okay. Phallic humor. Lots of phallic humor and other things like that. Lots of drug use. But hilarious. And well done. And then the last thing. So I mentioned last time that I had marathon watched The Queen's Gambit and that there was no pauses in between episodes and like, what up? Well, that marathon that I did, there was no pauses because I had not made it through an episode. (laughs) I had had actually watched 2.5 episodes in that marathon where I had thought I had watched five or six. And the reason was it's a pretty intense show. And it's very laden with little vignettes that I thought went on longer than they did. But then also the episodes are very long. And the episode length vary in between 46 minutes to 67 minutes. Something huh, we watched that on. too, right? I didn't even notice. Yeah. So when I said, oh, okay, I'm really tired. I should go to bed, but I'm just going to watch one more episode. And then uh, I stayed up for almost another hour thinking two or three episodes had gone by no i never saw the episode change because i was still stuck in that 67 minute episode that is what i have for that's entertainment i recommend all three of those so one one that is sweet one that is raunchy and the queen's gamut was fun i thought it was a little heavy though i liked it yeah i liked it a lot I i have not seen the ending to it yet still okay um so I'll try not to say anything about it. Um, let's see. I read a book that I really liked. It's The Gentleman in Moscow. Um, and it was one of the books on our book club that we were going to read this year. I'm no longer going to book club because I'm not comfortable meeting in person and some people are. Um, but I read the book and it's the first book in ages that I've read. And I would stop and I would look something up. Like they mentioned uh-huh. a type of a dog and I would like hold on. And I would go look on the internet and see what that dog looks like. Cause I wanted to know, I think because it was so interesting and, and there was a lot of texture and like, they were talking a lot about the hotel that they were in. And then when I was watching the queen's gambit, cause it's set in Russia, it's a guy early, I don't know, in the 1920s at the end beginning, somewhere in the world war one, he gets pulled before a tribunal and they say, you know, you've done these things that we're unhappy about. You have to go to this hotel. If you leave again, you'll be shot. And so mm-hmm. he's there for like the next 70 years, the rest of his life, you know, a long time. There were twists and turns and things changed at the end, but that's the whole premise. And so I went and I looked up the hotel and I wanted to know, like in the Queen's Gambit, when she does get to Russia, finally, you, there's a hotel in the in the scenery. And I'm like, wait, maybe that's the hotel I'm reading about. And I went and I read about the hotel and I looked at pictures. And so I really enjoyed that book. If mm-hmm. you have the brain space for a book um, anytime in the near future, I think that was a good one. And then completely in another direction, we have been watching GLOW on Netflix, the husband and I, after the boys go to bed, that GLOW stands for Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling. And it's set Mm in the 1980s and it, you know, it's fiction, but it's a, it's about a syndicated women's wrestling show just getting started. So like these actors in Hollywood, they come to a casting call and, you know, they show up at this dilapidated warehouse and they're sitting on the bleachers, staring at a rundown-looking 
in the center ring, you know, just in the middle of this warehouse. He's like, okay, this is a wrestling show. You will be wrestling if you want to be on this show. Anybody wants to leave, leave now. Of course, I don't think anybody left at that point. And so it goes through, they have to make up their own personas and they have to figure out how to do wrestling moves. And they end up all staying together in a hotel to kind of, I don't remember why, maybe because it was too far to drive and it was easier to have everybody in one spot and they were building relationships. But you know, they're in these weird costumes and there's a whole bunch of ladies and they're wandering in and out. So they have to keep telling the owner that they're not prostitutes, like not prostitutes. <laughs> we're wrestlers. We're actors. <laughs> Anyways, we've enjoyed that. We've watched all of season one and two. It, it gets a little bit soap opery in parts of it, but we've had fun doing that. Uh-huh. Um, and then we spent a couple of weeks where where the husband and the boys are in the other room and I was in the back room, kind of in my back cave, I called it because we had been exposed to COVID. And so we were trying to be safe about it. But during that time, they watched a lot of movies that they would have been uncomfortable watching with me um, Mm -hmm. in the room. And on that list, I wasn't involved in the picking of it, but was Deadpool and Deadpool two. And Mm -hmm. they both really liked them, but I'm like, yeah, that would have been uncomfortable sitting in the room with them. They're teenagers. They're fine. They, they, yeah, but anyways, Hot Springs falls underneath that sort of raunchiness. Yeah, I know yeah. what you're talking about. I've seen those movies, and I don't know they're 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 delightful. Yeah, they were fun. <laughs> I would not I would not want to watch them with teenage boys though. I would be embarrassed. Right, it or was okay. Girls just with, either. No, it was okay just with their dad. But um, the younger teen did mention that it was sort of a, a romance, and I thought, wow. We maybe need to discuss that. <laughs> I mean, there was a love story in it, but I maybe I need to rewatch it, but we'll see. And then the last thing I was going to talk about is we made taffy. I wanted to, I've made it years ago, but I wanted to do it again with the younger teen in particular, because he's interested in cooking. And I wanted it to go along with the release of the saltwater taffy cow. And I wanted to get pictures of the taffy and the color that I wanted, and I did write a blog post about it. I'll leave it. I'll put it in the show notes, a link to it that had like our tips and the recipe. But that was a lot of fun. It's a workout, which I guess I should have known because if you've ever seen the tapping and pulling machines, they're constantly moving mm-hmm. and pulling and stretching and putting air in the taffy. And you have to use lots of butter. Like I was buttering the younger teen's hands because we were doing it. And at that point, I'd given up on the camera. Like, like this is too messy. And so um, I was buttering his hands. And I just took a stick of butter and like put it on his hand and started rubbing it. And he's like, I feel like I've been attacked by butter. (laughs) But we made taffy and it was fun. That was all that I have for my list. Okay. Well, we are out of time. Thank you for listening. Bye now. Okay, bye-bye.